Shifting gears here for just a, a moment, of course, uh, we're coming off a, a significant weekend where, again, voters uh, went to the polls and had a chance to exercise their democratic rights, uh, democratic rights, pardon me. And uh, indeed, in Surrey, one of the most compelling races throughout the entire election, in my opinion, uh, we saw really a changing of the guard in a sense. Uh, here is something I want to play for you, something that uh, Doug McCallum, the incumbent, of course, uh, had said uh, really following the results of what we thought was going to be the final say in the election. But just take a listen to Doug McCallum. As I sit here tonight, I do have a bit of a smile on my face and uh, because I've worked hard for the city for many years. And it's maybe... And, and maybe it's time for me to um, finally put my feet up a little bit and enjoy life. Wouldn't that have been an appropriate way to wrap things up? But instead, we're seeing that uh, the, uh, the, the one and only Doug McCallum shifting gears quite a bit and will be challenging, in a sense, uh, the final results of that election. But let's focus on the city council side of things. Uh, Linda Annis joining us here. Uh, Linda, of course, was an incumbent. And in fact, Linda is back as a Surrey city councillor representing Surrey first. Linda, thank you for giving us some time here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, Linda, I, you know, when I say that you're just an incumbent, uh, I'm, I'm really underselling you because of all the candidates out there for Surrey City Councillor, you earned the most votes with 35,222 votes. So you secured your position quite comfortably. That being said, Linda, do you ever get used to election night? Like, what, what does that feel like just waiting as the, uh, the clock ticks by, ticks away, and you're just kind of uh, hoping to see what the results are going to be like? Well, it was a very interesting night, and I have to say lots of jitters on my part, lots of nervousness. You never know what voter turnout's going to be, and I can only say thank goodness to a very understanding family. <laughs> family first, I think, is a good way to put it, but Surrey first is the party that you represent. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on Doug McCallum here in just a moment, because, boy, that story just never seems to go away. Uh, Linda, over the next four years, I think a lot of Surrey residents will be curious to see what exactly is going to be the future uh, with with City Hall, uh, with the mayor's office. What do you think the next four years truly represent? Well, we have to get down to business. The last four years have been a very divisive council. Not much has got done unless it was Doug's idea. Mm. And I think we need to work much more collaboratively as a team. And I'm quite confident that this will happen. Right. Is really like the next four years, of course, new developments, new proposals, all of that matters. But is it also just as important to sort of remind the people that the mayor's office and city council, it's supposed to be an organization and an entity that people can trust, that people are inspired by, which might not have been the final result that we kind of got over the past four years, as you mentioned. Absolutely. What we need to be looking at, how can we engage better with our residents? I think the residents of Surrey have felt shut out in many, many of the decisions that were made. Uh, Lack of information coming to them, their inability to be able to reach out and talk directly to the mayor and to council. One of the things that I tried to do last time was I did a notice of motion that would allow residents of Surrey to come and speak for five minutes before a council meeting, on any topic that Mm. they wish to speak about. So if you've got a problem with your sidewalk, you've got an idea about some sort of sports facility we should build or, you know, uh, park benches or whatever your your idea or concern might be, you would have an opportunity to come and speak before council. This motion, unfortunately, was not passed. And uh, 
during the reign of Doug McCallum, the only time that people could come and speak to council was if you were talking about a development application, and that's mm. just wrong. Right, yeah. So I think, indeed, getting the public more involved, having the interaction to hear what they're trying to say and having a chance to have real, meaningful discourse between City Hall, City Council, and the constituents that live in Surrey, I think is such an important step. Uh, How excited are you to also share that seat with uh, Mike Bose, who's uh, going to be representing Surrey first as well? I'm very excited to be sharing uh, it with Mike Bose. You know, he comes from a long history of... uh, uh, politics in his mm-hmm. family, and I know he's going to be a phenomenal uh, candidate. Mike um, actually uh, was responsible for bringing the Agricultural Advisory Committee to City Hall. And I might add, one of the things that Doug McCallum did was he virtually got rid of all the committees, and that's another way that I know Mike and you know, the team will be wanting to uh, do is get these committees brought back so that we can work with the, the experts um, you know, in the residents and the businesses uh, here in Surrey to get their ideas about what we should be doing around development, what we should be doing agriculture, environment, programs for seniors. Those are all committees that we should be engaged with um, with residents, uh, but we, we basically shut them out, mm. uh, and we need to change that. Uh, we're in conversation with Linda Annis, uh, recently re-elected to Surrey City Council, representing Surrey First. Uh, Linda, I'm sure you've had conversations with Brenda already uh, with her big win as the new mayor of Surrey, but you and her have been tied uh, together for the past four years, and I'm certain beyond that as well. Uh, what do you think uh, of Brenda's future as the mayor of Surrey and, and how that's going to work with the um, the number of councillors that uh, she brought on as well via Surrey Connect and the relationship that you two will have moving forward? Well, one of the things that I think Mayor-elect Locke needs to be sure that she does is bring council together and mm. get us working together as a group again. Right. Uh, and certainly this was not here um, in the past, uh, you know, four years under the reign of Doug McCallum. I think that's day one she needs to get on that. That needs to be her number one priority. Now, when you say bring in the whole city council together, I think Doug McCallum has brought a lot of people together in a sigh of exasperation because that clip I played at the beginning of our chat with you, uh, it's just it's perplexing, Linda, that he could say those things and then do a quick 180 uh, in this current position. So for those that might not be in the know, uh, Doug McCallum essentially going to challenge, uh, go through the legal process, whatever options are available to him, because he has less than a 1000 vote discrepancy between him and Brenda Locke, who was named the winner of the election. Linda, like, what's your position on all this? Is it just time for Doug to walk away and enjoy retirement here? Or, I mean, like, is this a desperate ploy to just stay as relevant for as long as possible? This sounds like a very desperate ploy and absolutely ridiculous to me. If he lost by 10 votes or 15 votes, right. absolutely. Like, but approximately 1,000 votes is a big margin here. It's a huge margin, and, it, you know, it's another cost. I mean, I don't know if he thinks the residents of Surrey are ATMs, but this is another cost that he's wanting to throw at uh, the residents. And, like, it, this is just wrong. You know, when you don't win, accept defeat and mm. move on. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're putting it very nicely there. And, and final question for you, Linda. I mean, that car that he's returning here, it's become such a big deal. I mean, look, I, we all get into certain accidents. That's why we call them accidents. That's why we have insurance. But being honest about what the heck has happened here, that would go a long way to, again, maybe wrap up your time in public office the right way. To me, it's a huge disrespect for city property. It's a city car. Yeah. And to- just do this with absolutely no explanation. Who knows what happened, but he should 
tell people and, and get rid of the doubt. When you have that big dark cloud over you, it just creates more dark clouds. And I think he needs to come forward. Again, it's another way that he is just not treating the taxpayers in the way that they should be treated. And this is this car is owned by the taxpayers. Right. They deserve an explanation. Uh, Linda, I'm looking forward to the next four years of uh, fresh air in Surrey. And uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. And congratulations again. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.